We're just going to help you this morning with a little bit of uh, late shopping. You know, it is uh, technically the last shopping day before Christmas. If you haven't realized, uh, you're probably getting a little bit late for the presents. But I just want to help you with that Christmas shopping and talk about God's greatest Christmas gift. You know, and Paul writes in uh, 2 Corinthians, it says, uh, Thanks be to God for his unspeakable or indescribable or amazing gift. And so I just want to introduce the, the madcap crowd that decided to help me this morning because we can't do this seriously just with me. So come on, Abby. Come on, Claire. Who else is... Oh, we'll, we'll work out who's happening next. So, so what's happening? Well, if we're talking about gifts, then we've got to talk about the wise men. So it says in Matthew that the wise men came to see Jesus and they brought him gifts of gold, frankincense and myrrh. And you know, there's a really important theological point where it's often missed from this account. Are you ready? There is no mention of wrapping paper. If they had brought wrapping paper, they said, Lo, the wise men brought gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh, and they were encompassed by seven square meters of beautiful paper. And the parchment was covered within and without with snowflakes and with snowmen. And as Joseph unwrapped the presents, he cast aside the paper, and Mary just shouts, Cease, man! <laughs> and drop that decorative parchment. It needs to be kept for future generations. <laughs> and Joseph would have rolled his eyes. But the Bible doesn't say that. So there was obviously no wrapping paper at the very first Christmas with the very first gift. And uh, I think there's two other very important points that explain this. Um, the gift givers were one wise and two, they were men. <laughs> I know most men are not uh, great uh, gift wrappers, uh, except me, of course. I'm, I'm, I'm an ace. You know, mo most people don't understand the idea of putting paper on a gift just so it can get shredded. I mean, what a waste. But... I'm married to a perfectionist who, when he wraps his presents, there is not a loose bit of paper anywhere. Oh, hold on, that's in the way. There's not a loose bit of paper anywhere. Everything is neat. And in fact, it's so sellotaped down that it's really hard to work out how to even... Oh, look, there's one bit to get into it. Oh! You got into it. You see, that's, that's part of the test. That's what makes it fun. After all, I mean, as Claire, Claire has to have not just perfect, it has to have the bows, it has to look amazing. No one else can uh, rap like Claire. You know, it's just, uh, well. The test really is not about this wrapping, but, well, the present really, isn't it? After all, I've got a tip for you men. 
buy presents pre-wrapped. And if you're really wise, buy ones with a receipt that they can take it back. Okay, so, of course, there is one thing that you could do if you're really desperate. Yay! That looks great, doesn't it? It's even got a decorative bit on it. Because, do you know what? What's important about a gift is that the gift is pleasing. It's really, it doesn't matter about the wrapping on the outside. What matters is the gift on the inside. Is the gift a pleasing gift? Does it make the receiver happy? You know, if somebody gave me anything to do with football, I would not be happy. <laughs> really. <laughs> but Jesus, Jesus is a pleasing gift. And he came to give us the gift of salvation. And that is a pleasing gift. And in James 1.17, it says, Every desirable and beneficial gift comes out of heaven. That's from the message translation. Every desirable and beneficial gift comes out of heaven. So Jesus is a pleasing gift. Because the thing is, you want a practical gift. You want to have your hands free. You want to be able to enjoy it and make use of it. I mean, at the end of the day, you don't want a Christmas gift that you can't do anything with. You don't want just something that's going to sit on a shelf for like two weeks because it says Happy Christmas on it and then goes back in the box. You know, money can't buy you happiness, but you know, you can use the money to buy a toy and then you can play with the toy and that brings happiness. And uh, you can give practical things like socks and coats and keep yourself warm. And, and you know, the, 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 you could get a drill. You know, if anyone wants to give me a drill for Christmas, totally up for that. I mean, that's, that's the whole point. They want something to be useful, not just pleasing. Jesus gave us uh, eternal life, and you don't really get any more ple- uh, practical than that. Has anyone here ever sinned? Any sin? Yep. So, uh, gift of forgiveness. Pretty practical, hey? Gift of eternal life, pretty practical. Good, good idea to be able to spend eternity in heaven. In John 1.12, it says, To those who believe in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. To become a child of God, I don't think you can get any more practical than that. Okay, how many of you love chocolates? But there's something very sad about chocolates. They are not permanent. Yeah, they're in your belly for a while, but then they're gone. Well, we won't go there. (laughs) But when you receive a Christmas present, or any present, you want it to last, don't you? You want it to be permanent. Who has opened a present on the morning, and it's broken by the evening. Yeah, that is sad, isn't it? (laughs) What have we given you that's broken? (laughs) He's hidden it. But you want something that's going to last. 
What about how many of you have given presents to your children and actually, at the end of the day, they're more interested in the box than the present? Yeah, I had a child like that. <laughs> I wonder who. <laughs> but the thing is that Jesus came to give us eternal life. And eternal life is permanent. If you're born again, if you've given your life to God, you are guaranteed eternal life. It's never going to be taken away from you. It is permanent. John 10:28 says, I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one can snatch them from my Father's hand. Jesus laid down his life so that we could have this permanent gift, a permanent gift of eternal life. But the la another thing that we want is we want a gift to be personal. You know, you always have that lovely gift that you have that well-meaning colleague or friend who uh, decides to get you a gift and you open it and you're like, thanks, I don't like lavender, but thanks for the lavender body wash and uh, all those things. You want something that's personal and matters. You know, my, my sister loves stuff from Lush, so if I go and I get her a nice little assortment of things, she'll love it. If I did that for Chris, he might wonder what was wrong with me. Um... But equally, I could buy him a smartwatch, and I gave it to Beck. She might think it was a, a nice little trinket, but where's she going to charge it when she's on mission in Africa? Um, <laughs> whereas Chris would love it. God gave us the most personal gift ever when he sent his son to, to live and then to die for us. You don't get any more personal than that. When he came to earth, Jesus was completely human. He went through loneliness. He went through making friends and probably had friends leave him. He had a whole family he had to deal with. And he went through everything that, that we went through. That's the whole point. It says that on the cross, he took all our suffering, all our adversity, everything to the cross. He could go as the perfect sacrifice and person for us because he went through absolutely everything that, that we're going to go through. We often don't think of Jesus as a human. We think of him as God or the Son of God. But actually, when he was on earth, he was completely, fully human, having personal relationships with everyone around him. He wasn't high and mighty. He was intimate. He, he got to know people. He wanted to, and he wants to know you as well. John 3.16, this is how much God loved the world. He gave his son, his one and only son. You really don't get any more personal than that. Eternal life, eternal life so that you can live eternally in relationship with God. How awesome is that? Now, of course, it's very, it's very good having these, these decisions, but you know the thing that matters the most is that you don't walk out without paying. You've got to pay for the presents. You know, no one wants a present that costs nothing. I mean, if, if I wrap up the present that someone gave me last year, I don't think Claire would like it much. It's been hanging around a year. It's probably not as good. It's always a good idea to buy it before you leave the store and not have people chasing you down the road. It says in Galatians 3.13 that Christ redeemed or bought us from that self-defeating, cursed life of sin. God 
so loved us, he went the extra. And he didn't just give a gift, but he paid in full everything that we needed. Our debt was cleared, and a gift was then given that enabled us to live. And that's what I love so much about God. Jesus has already purchased the greatest gift for us, and that is salvation. That's what we're celebrating. The gift of God at Christmas. That gift of salvation. It says in Romans 5, it says, the offense is nothing like the free gift. If the offense... If, by, if through the offense of one many died, how much more then through the gift of God's grace shall that by one man shall it abound to many? There's a, there's a gift of God's grace. The gift of sin, or the wages of sin, creates death. But the gift of God creates life where there is death. And I think that's what, as we remember at this time of year, we're not just remembering some fancy gifts. It's James 1 that was said, every good, every good and perfect gift comes from above, comes down from the Father of lights in whom there is no shadows, no turning, no variance. God is determined to give a good gift. And the only thing it takes is the accepting of the gift. Will we accept the gift that God's given? Will we accept the gift? You know, the, the reason when Jesus was born in a manger is often lost in the tinsel and all the celebrations at this time of year. And that's why at church, we, we have these services. We want to remind. But we want to make it real simple when we're talking to people. Make it real simple. You know, when we just think about these stories, and God's given the gifts, He wants us to understand how simple it is. I don't just tease Claire. I walk up and give the gift because I actually want her to receive the gift. And you know, what is the gift that we can give God the most? It's a real simple one, isn't it, really? It's actually our heart, our very life. It isn't complicated. It isn't fancy. It's simple. It's easy to do. But it changes everything because it's permanent. It's a good gift. It's a pleasing gift. It's a personal gift. It's a permanent gift. And actually, it's an already paid for gift. When we give our hearts, we are giving over what has already been paid for. That's the most amazing gift of all. He wants to give us his life. He wants us to receive. And I've just got a couple of testimonies here. Some people we've been praying for. Abigail, uh, some of you know that uh, one, Phil and Irene have, have been uh, working so hard. They, uh, Abigail is a girl that they support in the orphanage. She had her transplant operation this week. And she's responded so well 
that after seven days, she's now been discharged and released to the hotel. Seven days after her transplant, and in fact, actually, she is able to go home real soon. Just four weeks, is that right? Four, four weeks. So she's thanking God for a new kidney. That's a gift of life. Someone had to donate. Someone gave of themselves so that life could be received. And I, I have another testimony that was given to me. And uh, that, that testimony was of a situation. We're thankful to God for our Christmas blessing received by the tax man, the tune of 700 pounds. I felt a few weeks ago we invited two couples we had not known from church for a meal. And we were even believing for the money to buy the food for when they came. And while they were there, a neighbor knocked on our door to buy our Fiat, which we had parked in our drive because we had no insurance. And the husband said he would get back to them. And while we were talking with this couple, we discovered that the one of the couples invited to dinner, like us, were in a difficult financial position. So we decided to bless them with the car rather than selling the car. On Sunday, Pastor Allen said to bring in remembrance the seeds you've sown, and I remember this. We've been blessed with probably more than double what we would have got for that car, and the couple have been so grateful, and their prayer has been that they, we would receive more than we've given to them. And in fact, we've said to them, if they think there's any more, we'll have to avoid them. I just think, isn't that a fabulous testimony? You know, when we, we, when we think about these gifts, when we think about all that Jesus got given, we're not just thinking about whether we can get the right things. God has given us a paid-for gift. It's paid for completely. It is personal. He looked at us, worked out, and made it permanent eternal life, not just a bit of life here and now, not just a bit of fun, but a permanent life. It doesn't melt in your mouth like chocolate and then it's gone. But the word that he puts in our mouth is eternal. It releases life. It creates power. It's practical. It works. You know, that word works. If you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, you shall be saved. And of course, it's pleasing. It pleased God. God was pleased to give us eternal life. And actually, that eternal life pleases us. So I just want to just take a moment and give thanks to God. I don't know where you're at this morning. Maybe you've come with friends. Maybe you're part of the church and you just remember right now, thank Him for the gift of Jesus. With all that's going to go on the rest of this week, food, people you're going to see, let's just thank Jesus for the indescribable gift, the amazing gift, the good and perfect gift that came down from heaven. God got involved in our lives with the most practical gift ever, eternal life. Jesus, I thank you. I thank you.
I thank you, Jesus, for that gift this morning. We just bless you. We just pray, Father, for our children to uh, grow in that knowledge this morning. I thank you that this is going to be an amazing year for our kids. Lord, I thank you for your provision for families that couldn't afford this year, that you've been able to give good gifts. I thank you for the 5,000 families fed through food bank. I thank you, Father, for the, the five families fed, uh, given gifts and graces to this Christmas. I thank you for all the cap clans that you have blessed and given hampers to. And Father, I thank you. I thank you, Jesus, that you know my circumstances. You know each one of our circumstances. And I just want to give you my heart this morning, Jesus. I want to give you my very best, my life. And everyone said, Amen. Amen.